right, everyone. Welcome back to a, another episode here. So again, we'll we'll cut into the episode here in a second. And this episode is about tracking your assets. And I've seen these companies uh, periodically. They come up my LinkedIn feed or a news article or whatever it is. And I've always wanted to kind of talk to them and, and dive into a little bit more and understand what they do and how it works and why do people buy from them. Um, at first, I thought it was just simply about getting data off vehicles and, and doing things with it. That's part of it. Part of it has to do with uh, theft protection, um, just knowing where your things are. I guess I didn't think about the fact that some companies have tens or hundreds of thousands of pieces of equipment all over the place, and it's constantly moving, and they need to know where it is. Uh, so just interesting to be able to pick his brain a little bit on that. Uh, and we get into a little bit on the sales side of it as well. He's a sales guy. I always love to ask sales questions. I'm always interested to learn how people sell, what's important to them, how their company's structured, because I take those ideas and I learn from them. And I decide, is that, can we try that? Maybe that would work for us. What's it like? And I think anytime you're in business, you got to constantly be able to get your, surround yourself with people where you can ask those questions, understand how they do things and does it work for them or does it not? So I hope you enjoy the episode. I'll stop my yibbery-abbering here, let you get to it. And again, thank you for watching us here on The DL. Welcome everyone back to another episode of The DL. I am your host, Tyler Robertson, the CEO and founder of Diesel Laptops. I love this podcast. I get to talk about all the little things, all the little pieces that touch our business, touch our industry. And I, I found someone here. I brought a gentleman on with GeoForce and his name's Nathan Harkey. And Nathan, I just wanna, first of all, just thank you for, for coming on the show here and chatting with us for a couple minutes. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. So GeoForce, like just at a, at a high level, what is GeoForce? Yeah, so um, we, easiest thing, I guess best way to say it is we track people's stuff. Um, that's, that's the easiest thing, thing to say, especially oil and gas construction, um, very rugged environments. That's, that's our specialty. We, we help you locate trucks, trailers, um, you, you name it, that's, that's running around the the oil field and, and construction sites. Yeah. So. so, I mean, I know tracking stuff's been around. I see a lot of, you guys obviously have competitors. We all got competitors, right? How Absolutely. did your, how did your company get started? And is there, is there any kind of like specific niche that you guys kind of are like, yeah, that's our, that's our bread and butter. Yeah. So, so Jimmy McLean um, actually started our company um, a number of years back now. Um, he was an ex Lumberjay guy and saw a need to, uh, to track oil field equipment. Uh, back back in those days, um, and even still to this day, cellular connectivity in the in the oil and gas space is is uh, is pretty limited in a number of places, and so really saw a need to track um, via satellite uh, equipment. So virtually everything that goes offshore these days, um, equipment wise, has has one of our our uh, what we call our, our GT1. This is kind of our bread and butter, um, very rugged device it's a so we call a class one div one zone zero device so can go virtually in any explosive and hazardous environment if you don't mind putting that up on camera again and i'll, I'll explain yeah. it to the audience a little bit that, that maybe is on the audio portion so i don't know what's that like three four inches by four inches something like that yeah it's, yeah, it's um and it actually so has a, a rugged stainless steel um bezel but it's about half the size of your iphone um this the device right here that I've got in my hand. Okay. Um, 
So, so yeah. literally, I mean, obviously, that I don't see any cords hanging onto that thing. So it's a battery no. battery powered thing that you you basically screw or mount into into anything. It looks like from from that is. Oh, yep. So anytime you see those things, my first thought always goes to like, well, how long does the battery last for? Right? Because I know how long the battery so, lasts yeah. for my phone. Yeah. Um, so that there has been um, a lot of trial and, and error um, uh, that that's gone into this device. You know, there's a there's a lot of things that in our world that you think, oh man, this would be, this is, this is a must have, we've got to do um, our, our very first iteration. Um, we had filled replaceable batteries. And so the device actually opened up, you know, and, and you were able to, um, they're obviously very special um, lithium ion batteries, but we would send you um, batteries to replace them. And uh, what we found was people didn't get gaskets put back in place correctly. After years of being out there in, I mean, all types of gunk, um, you know, things didn't didn't come apart, didn't go back together very well, and uh, had some issues. And because of GeoForce, worked through those issues and, and really did right by the customer and, and got to the product that we've got today, which is our um, our GT1. Um, basically, we've got devices out there right now um, reporting that have been out there for six, seven years. Oh, so, like with the original batteries still? It was yeah. the original batteries, yeah. yeah. So now now it's just a filled replaceable device um, instead of filled replaceable batteries. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, that we mean, just... Yeah, it makes sense. Does it have, is it cellular or is it satellite or both or Bluetooth wide? Like how, how does how does that stuff work? Yeah, so so our, our GT1 is is actually um, satellite. It it reports on the Global Star Network, which is a, a simplex system. Um, so what that means is it it just it will it will go out. Um, it'll send a send you know basically send the location out. Um, however many times you program it per day, um, pretty common is just two times a day. And so that like I said, that's a lot of equipment you know moves um, and and or doesn't for that matter in, in a lot of remote areas. And so that two times a day covers a lot of the, a lot of that movement. Um, but so that, that device in particular is, um, is purely satellite. We've, we've recently came out with a new device um, that we call a GT2. Um, and I've actually got that one here. So it's about the size of your, of your cell phone, um, your, your iPhone. It's actually got, um, as you can see, the um, the solar panel on there. So basically, the same device with the solar panel on there. Um, we've got it set up where it could report satellite and cellular, um, and or just satellite and or just cellular. So, like you mentioned, you mentioned oil field equipment. You guys are putting these things on. Like, isn't I'm sorry, and I, I don't know. I've never worked in an oil field. I just know what I know yeah. on TV, right? Um, which isn't much. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, but isn't that stuff like stationary, never moving? Is it is it just making sure it doesn't move? Like why, or or is this like movable piece of oil, you know, oil field equipment that's moving all over the place? They need to know where the heck this stuff ends up. Yeah, so it is. It's a crazy world out there. Um, it things move more more than you think, um, but at the same time, and and I remember back when I started um, doing this close to 10 years ago, thinking, you know, like, man, this is, this is perfect for the theft market. You know, people have things stole all the time, I'm sure. And, and that really 
hasn't ever been our our largest ROI um, and, and reason for for purchase. It's it's been things are just lost out there. It is I, if you've if you've never been out to some of these ranches, um, I mean it is it's insane. Like I, I mean I've been in some in, in South Texas where I I didn't know if I was gonna how long it was going to take me to get out of there. Um, <laughs> I mean, if, if I could, you know, I mean, that's it, like, you just follow a lease road. And, uh, and so it, it's nuts how much stuff is just out there. Um, I, over the years, I've, I know where loaders and dozers, um, you name it, just sit. And, yeah. and everybody, everybody tries to figure out who they are. Um, but, you know, with mergers and acquisitions and, and, and everything else, like things just get, forgot about yeah I, um, I mean i can imagine a one billion dollar company buying another billion dollar company and i i know we've been over here kind of researching oil and well drilling companies just because we're like hey our, our product fits there and it was amazing you know we go look up like the number of uh who are the oil operators in oklahoma or texas and you start googling them and they don't exist they got bought up by somebody who got bought up by somebody mm-hmm. else so it seems like there's a lot of a lot of that happening i, I can imagine the equipment kind of gets kind of thrown to the wind all over oh. all over the place and you mentioned I, the theft thing i think i just saw a post from you on linkedin about a week ago about you guys are like a theft recovery as well we yeah that's it's it's gotten to be a, a lot bigger thing um today than it than it was years back um like i said i i've quickly stopped selling on on theft as my you know my biggest selling point years ago um but with with the way things are, um, the market and, and things, theft is, has become a, a lot, a lot bigger thing. Um, I mean, that particular company that I, I posted about the other day, that was actually in a very residential area, um, construction. I mean, it, it was, it was stolen about five in the morning, um, just from the, basically from a street, somebody was doing a, they were replacing some, um, some gas lines in a street and it was just a little mini X and yeah, somebody came and picked it up, took it to a warehouse and, uh, and then it ended up at a flea market. <laughs> so I would have, I would have thought that thing was long gone, um, was in, was in deep in Mexico um, yeah. by the time that, that we actually found it. But it, it was, it was like literally four or five blocks away. Um, mm-hmm. and, and somebody, had it at a well, flea market trying to sell it. So we got, you know, we literally have like tens of thousands of these Panasonic Toughbook laptops in the field. And Panasonic has a pretty cool thing in there um, where we can actually, uh, on the BIOS level, so even if the operating system's removed, the hard drive's removed, as soon as that computer gets internet, we can see where it's at and we can lock them down. So we have to pay a, a monthly fee per laptop. So we only do it in certain circumstances to protect our assets or customers can pay for it. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're right. It's amazing how many times it's like, Oh, we lost it. We don't know where it is. And the thing ends up like third hand, you know, like stolen, sold at a pawn shop, went on eBay, yep. Craigslist, whatever. And, you know, tracking that asset down. So asset protection, obviously a very, a very big important piece of this. So your devices, you talked about two of them. Those both look like mount-on things. Mm-hmm. Do you have the ability to tie into the, I mean, these things are all electronic nowadays, yeah. right? Do you have the ability to tie into yeah. the data ports or tie into stuff and pull pull data off and send that to users as well? We do, yeah. Um, we, we've got, on our vehicle units, um, most of those plug into the OBD port today. Um, you know, that's back when I first started, they were, they're they're very just a basic install as far as you know tying into your your constant hot uh, ground and ignition wire um, and and now yeah everything pretty well plugs into the OBD port um, 
brings in fault codes, um, displays those type things. Um, something that you and I definitely talked about last last time um, that we that we visited, um, and and obviously a huge importance um, in the you know in the maintenance piece of things. Um, and it really, it's it's a it's a matter of how in depth do the customers want to get. You know how how much are they how much are they willing to dig in and, and build maintenance programs and, and, and do those type things. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's de- definitely, uh, definitely one of the things I wanted, I was going to hit you up on after the podcast I was like, Hey man, your, your thing shows codes and data. We have the tools, repair information and people that can help fix that stuff. Maybe there's a way to work together. Right. So, and I think that's what, I think that's really what people are looking for a lot of times is they, and I think companies kind of get stuck in that a lot. I mean, you're, you're, you're a sales guy, right? Like it's not, you, you said earlier, you're selling safety, you're selling, you know, um, tracking, you're, you're not selling the product, you're selling the solution, you're selling the, the problem, you're selling them, giving them the, I'm selling you the answer to your problem that you have. And that's, yep. that's really what we found out there with devices that get data off vehicles, that's, that's equipment, that's great. But someone's got to watch it, someone's got to do something do with, with it. it. Yeah, yeah, someone someone's got to be able to decipher that that's, and know, like, is this is this a thing or not? That's the, you know, the, the hardest thing when Especially like you, you said to, to start it off, you know, there, there's now a number of GPS companies out there. You know, we're, we're not the, the only GPS company out there. Um, certainly been a number, many more jump into the, the market over the last few years. Um, but that's, that's always one of the first things that when I'm, I'm talking to people and especially if we're, we're going head to head with, with other companies and they, you know, and they, they get to tell me, well, such and such can do this. They've got this cool feature. They can do that, and you know, and and you know, it's not being jaded, um, but it, it's I've kind of got to bring them to reality at times and say, okay, I I love that feature as much as you do. Like I, it's it's really cool. But in in your daily use, do you have somebody there that is gonna that that's gonna take action on it? Um, you know, that's. I, we get that, especially as on driver safety. Um, people want driver safety scorecards, you know, as far as harsh braking and um, harsh acceleration and, and all of these things. And it's so hard to find people in general to work, um, yeah. you know. And so that's what I always say. So are you are you willing to to get rid of somebody if you know they don't, you know, meet a certain number or they have so many harsh you know, breaking events, you know, in a, in a time period. Um, Cause you know how hard it is to find a, a driver. Um, One of our more experienced salespeople around here, he's been with me since the start. We were, we were at a, a, at a demo with a customer, right? And the customer asked him some question and like, I knew the answer, but I know he didn't. Cause he's not like the technical guy. He's like, I'm here to sell this guy something. Right. And, yeah. and he just straight up asked him, like the customer asked the question. I don't remember what it was. He looked back at him and goes, is that important to you? <laughs> I kick him because I'm like, dude, obviously, like I'm thinking like he asked the question. Obviously, it's important to him. And the customer was like, no, not really. I just wanted to know. <laughs> He's like, well, great. Let's talk about let's talk about getting you this tool. Like it was like, OK, so I mean, that's just sales, though, right? Sometimes you get sometimes customers yeah. do that. They ask the questions. They really don't care. They're just curious. And you end up going down this uh, this wrong this wrong loop. Um, so it's it's uh, it's always interesting talking to salespeople. Um, so what, what market, what's the hot market right now? Is it still, you guys still in like the, is it the, the well and drilling? Is it, is it something else? Like where are you guys seeing all the action currently? We, we do a lot of, uh, deal with a lot of rental companies. 
um, you know, the equipment rental companies, equipment, equipment rental. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, you know, there's, and, and there's people that, that rent and sub rent equipment and it's so hard to find equipment. Um, you know, manless, um, generators, you, you name it. It's, I mean, what people can get their hands on. And so oftentimes, and that, that's another kind of a key selling point is just because you're renting this piece of equipment from X company, they may be sub renting it from another company because they just don't have enough in, in their inventory. Yeah. And, and so, um, we've got a number of customers that like what we call parent child accounts. Um, so, you know, somebody might be at the very top up here, um, as far as, you know, the, the actual company, and then they have the ability to, to go in and show equipment that they have on rent or on lease, or they're using from another company or, and, or multiple companies. Um, so yeah. we have a number, a, a number of companies that, that, that do that. Yeah. I mean, rental companies, I mean, those are some of our biggest companies too, right? Like the, you know, the, you know, they're just huge, right? Sunbelt Rentals, yep. Herc Rentals, H&E, United Rentals, uh, Equipment Share, all these, all these guys, right? It's just amazing how many assets they have. And they have like one of every brand make model. <laughs> they're, yep. they're like all over the United States. I'm like, I have no idea how you guys even maintain these things, more or less to figure out where the heck they are and, and what's happening. I don't happening know that they them. do all the time. <laughs> I don't know that they do all the time. I mean, that's, that's the, the crazy thing, as big as they are. Um, yeah. Yeah, so. no, that, that's a lot of, that's a lot of things going on. So are you, are you guys looking for, do you guys mainly work with like the, the, the medium to larger customers or do you guys deal with a small guy that's got like, I got four pieces of equipment. I need to make sure they're protected or where, where's your core customer? Any and all. I mean, that's, yeah, we really, I mean, we've, we've got from, you know, the largest companies in the world, um, down to like you said, literally one or two pieces of equipment. Um, We've, we've got people in every major shell play. Um, so that's, again, that that's always been our, our big, um, focus has been oil and gas and, and, and especially here in West Texas, um, there's, there's a number of us here that are running around and we're very customer, customer centered, very customer focused. Um, you know, something, something's broke. We, we try to have somebody there to take a look at it. Um, you know, so that that's that's kind of one of our, our key defining points as well is that that customer service well, I'm, um, I'm always curious how, how companies are set up right so like we're mainly you know direct to customer we have like in a, a reseller program we just launched we do like an affiliate program are you guys 100 percent just direct with customers or do you guys have like some other distribution streams as well no we, yeah we we've got a a reseller um channel as well um it's I would certainly say that we're, we're much heavier, um, in the direct market. Um, but we have some, some very good resellers as well. Um, we're, we're pretty, I don't even want to say picky or choosy in, in that, but that's probably the best word. I mean, it, you know, obviously they're, they're representing you, um, in, in the field. And, and so you want to make sure you have the right individuals representing you yeah we I mean we just launched ours and we have we have very similar concerns right so like man this is like our product and our name and our brand and now these people are gonna be talking about with customers it's not us like how do we how do we control this and how do we how do we do that whole thing and it's it's been interesting because yeah usually like companies like ours that have been direct then you try to set up resellers it, it can be difficult because the resellers we've talked to are like well why would people buy from me and i'm always like 
well, why, why, why wouldn't they buy from you? Like, I don't have a relationship. I don't know who they are. You're standing in front of That's, them. They're going to pay the same yeah. price and shipping and wait longer if they buy from me. There's no reason for them to. So it's, it, it, I, I, it can be tough though, getting that, that set up where now that we've have a couple and they're, they're, they're doing great. Don't get me wrong. But now I'm starting to realize like, oh man, that's gonna be like a full-time job for someone here. Just managing the resellers on, oh, on that one, whole part of it. 100%. Yeah. That's with, without a doubt. Yeah. That can be, I mean, because it's, you know, it's kind of like the, the, the telephone game, you know, I mean, it, especially the, the further away that you get from, you know, from the source, um, you know, messages get skewed, um, get, you know, like, so those guys might think that they're answering a question correctly or, or, you know, saying that your product can do this or that, that's cause that's what they believe. Um, you know, and so if they don't have somebody that they can turn to and say, Hey, is, is this right? Am I, oh, yeah. you know what I'm, I've been, I've been telling our guy, you know, our customer that it could do this for the last six months. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> doesn't don't do it. know that it does. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, we, we really had that problem in the beginning because like I tried this reseller program years ago and it was like our upper end tools. Well, these upper end tools, I mean, these are, you know, six to 12 grand and there's a lot of questions people have. And what we found, we had resellers. They were just like, yep, 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 yep. It does it all. And the customer would get it, be like, it doesn't do such and such. Be like, we know, <laughs> like, like that person never should have said it. So, hopefully this time around, we we kind of limited it down to like, here's like six products, and here's the bullet points on what they do. They don't do anything besides these six things. Like that's all they do. So we're yeah. we're hopefully hopefully made it more simple this time around. But I guess I guess time will time will tell and everything. Yeah, and and it seems like the over the years the best ones that that I've seen and, and dealt with or have been resellers that had their own brand and, and name that they, that they, you know, like they've got a good reputation, a solid reputation for what they do. Um, you know, whether it's selling vehicles like fleet vehicles or, um, whatever it might be, like those have been the mm -hmm. best ones because they're also putting their name out there as well, you know, so they're, they, they've got an, a highly vested interest in standing behind, what they're saying, um, you know, that the product's going to do, because ultimately it comes, it comes back to them yeah. as well. Yeah. So it's almost um, like an ancillary sale for those guys. Like they already, they already have a thing going. Well, and since I got you on here, we're talking about sales. I, I just have another question because I'm always curious about yeah. this one is too. Um, I'm guessing, you know, and you know, pre COVID everyone's doing face to face and doing all those things. how did you guys transition the sales thing during COVID COVID time? Was that, do you guys have to change much or are people still open to it? And did it, is yeah. it back to normal now or what's it like for you guys? It's, yeah, the, and oil and gas is from a, I guess from the field level, it was always, um, you know, very much be, you know, at their yard, go in talk to them. Um, you know, it's, it's obviously like anything. I mean, trying to go to a corporate office, um, was, was much harder, almost non-existent. Um, and, and so, yeah, everything was done, uh, you know, Google meets, um, teams, those, those type things but for us, it, I mean, it's, it's completely back to, back to normal. Um, you know, it, it certainly gave people a reason not to see salespeople in person. Um, you know, and, and I, me personally, I'm a in-person type guy. Like I, I like to, I like to see, you know, what people, how they're, what they're thinking, you know, you can, you can see it. Um, it's kind of like you're, 
like your guy being there in person and, and, and asking, well, is that, was that important to you? Um, you know, it's you, as much as you can and do a lot of things now, um, you know, like on Google Meet and things like that, it's still hard to see and, and read a room. Um, yeah, I know. It's really tough, man. I, I was so excited when Expo started happening again and visitors started coming yeah. back to the office and we could go travel. But here's one thing I'll find super interesting. Pre-COVID, nobody would do a, a Zoom or a Google Meets, right? Like that was not a thing at all. Like it was like conference calls, right? And we're just all voice. Now everyone does Zoom meetings, but no one gets on camera. So I'm like, well, guys, can't we just go back to using the phones then? Instead of setting up a, this thing, it's like I sit at my desk here. That's Yeah, that one drives me <laughs> insane too. I'm like, what? Well, yeah, wow. Well, why are we because you know oftentimes like i'm on the road and so you know like i'll pull over and and you know and get my laptop out and make sure that you know even if it's in my truck like have my my camera on and then yeah then somebody gets on and it's just audio i'm like well i could have done that <laughs> driving down the road um, <laughs> i'm the same way man i get stuck at my desk all day long with zoom meetings so now i'm like i pop in the earbuds and i'm just i just go walk around the trails behind the pl- behind the company here and i'm just like you know what i'm audio only guys i know what you look like yeah. i don't i don't need to see you like let's just let's just hammer this thing out so yeah but but hey it, it's yeah. it's it's been great to learn everything going on at geoforce what you guys do it's just a, it's just an interesting it's an interesting industry, right? Um, because Absolutely. at the end of the day, like especially now with logistics and freight and all the, all the things happening in today's world, you know, especially post COVID and the, the surges and the lows that we're getting across all the different industries, um, I, I got to imagine it's more important than ever uh, what you guys are doing tracking really really expensive stuff because all that expensive stuff got a lot more expensive uh, the last yeah, couple exactly. of years. All right, yeah. so yep, so Nathan, if someone wants to get a hold of you here, your website, you personally, where's the best way to yeah. do that? Either or, um, yeah, you can go to geoforce.com. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, that's, I do a lot on LinkedIn. Um, so, but yeah, you can certainly go on our website, um, ask to, to get a quote. We've got a, a really good um, website there to, to kind of walk you through the, the different products and things that we have. I know you guys have been doing it for a while. I know you got a great product out there. You know, we, we try to do our research on companies too before we bring them on here and start talking to them about their products. Um, so appreciate everything you guys are doing out there. Definitely filling a need. So for everyone watching, listening, uh, whatever you're doing, thank you very much. Likes, comments, share, subscribes, hate mail. We'll take it all. It makes us all better people at the end of the day. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And as we end every episode, it's not just diagnostics, it's diagnostics done right. And you need to track your assets. You got expensive things out there, protect them. It's like an insurance policy. We'll catch you on the next episode. Mm